0: It's a sunny Spoons day, and that means it's time for more Sky Pirates Podcastaways. The Video Game Awards have just happened, Psychonauts 2 is being crowdfunded, Telltale's making a Batman game, the industry's changing for the better, or is it our man on the field, Joey Vanderhuff? Kiss me, I'm Irish, how we doing? And uh, on the scene, Maximilian Houndstooth.
1: Hello, gentle boys.
2: How are we doing?
0: We're doing good. Alright.
2: So lots of I'm exciting excited. things, right? I'm
0: excited about Psychonauts 2. I oh, Psychonauts.
2: So am I. I'm I've got to re like replay it. In fact I'm gonna start downloading it right now. I got a uh I have a signed copy of it for the PS2. Oh so yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um yeah, the some cool things that come out with this one, like little like Rasputin figures and all that kind of stuff and there's like a tier where they put your brain in like a jar in the game and that's pretty neat I want my brain forever immortalized yeah I always I I wanted I could imagine
0: the the Psychonauts HQ and they've got uh,
2: (laughs) real concept art for it on the page and it's exactly what I thought it would be fantastic but man that's a lot of uh, a lot of video game pennies that they're asking for
1: they'll make it is the is the campaign up already
0: yeah it is it's on it's on fig which is like a a game specific crowdfunding platform also in like in investment yeah as well yeah and double fine was a big part of getting that set up probably in part for
2: doing this project well, so far, we are at 43% funded, with 33 days left, and a total goal of $3,300,000. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. It's looking good. People love Psychonauts, because it was good. I, when I, I played
0: it on PS2 when I was a kid, I loved it. Yeah, I made, it was a nice kind of, like, throwback. and made uh, some of the badges that you get for your towers. Oh,
2: sweet. Yeah, you get some, like, it's a nice throwback to, you know, all the old school Rare games, so... Yeah, it was have... like that. It's and it was it was a it was an interesting world that was different
0: from other stuff as well. That yeah. Had a good concept.
1: It'll it'll be interesting to see how it goes as a crowdfunded project after Double Fine's last one yeah, was met with some mixed feelings.
2: Age. Well, it, obviously, right now it doesn't look like it's hurt them at all. So, um, yeah, there's. Yeah. I don't know maybe because Psychonauts has already tried and tested. I guess. Um, they know what it is, and they know they can make. You know, Br- Brutal Legends was another one of those kind of fun. Yeah, was it fun? I thought it was, but maybe <laughs> that's just because I was a little bit biased. I, you know, I loved heavy metal and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I didn't love heavy metal, but I still really liked the game. Yeah. I
1: I I did not like I did not like it, but my brother played it for probably more than a hundred hours. He played it yeah, a right. lot.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's probably one of those things that you could get into. Plus, you know... Like, I played... Like, I wasn't that into the RTS stuff, but I did play some of the... Like, I'd play quick matches against, like, bots sometimes for fun.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, no, I don't think I I did much of that either. Um, I just kind of... I really appreciated the world, having, having like, voice actors, you know, actual, like, big voice actors like Lemmy and, and Halford and all that kind of stuff. It was... Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, they've got they've got the chops to do it, and I totally think that that's kind of helping towards um, the their goal.
0: Yeah, well, at this point, they had the first double fine adventure thing, and they've crowdfunded uh, massive chalice since then, and they might have done other ones. So hopefully, they've learned kind of from. Ooh,
2: what's massive chalice?
0: Massive chalice is. A game that's, like, kind of games of... It's, like, Games of Thrones...
1: Similar to XCOM. It's, like, a... Yeah. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, turn-based, like, tactical combat game. And
0: then you also, like, you manage, like, you, who's kings and nobles and <laughs> who has babies and then you oh, recruit cool. them into your armies and stuff. And
2: there's, like, houses and stuff. And so that's a double fine. Yeah, that was a double fine Kickstarter. Ooh i'm gonna have to look at that it's pretty good they've got the
0: i i backed it the classes that they've got are uh, really unconventional right like normally you've got like a swordsman who like just like a, a tank and a i don't know like a wizard and like a knight and some like ranged guy yeah but here they've got their knights some have got like battering rams and so hmm. you use them for getting up close and then knocking, you use them for like contr- board control by knocking enemies to where you want them to be.
2: Oh cool like set some the, up for wizards and stuff.
0: Yeah and the hunters are like they have their crossbows but you want them to be up front instead of at the back because they can scout out stuff and they can get like shots on dudes the turns they see them or something. And then there's alchemy guys who throw. They throw potions that are like. They can be damaging potions or like buffs and stuff. Yeah, so it's cool.
2: It's, it's different from the normal fantasy stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, that sounds really cool. How much like item. Uh, character customization and all that kind of stuff is there? I don't know. I haven't played that much. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, not much to my memory. I didn't play it that much either, but. It didn't. It didn't really grab me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a double fine person because right. I played a lot of their games just a little bit.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I was. I'm. I don't know. I've been a big fan of Tim Schafer since you know the old like point and click days. But um, so maybe yeah. Again, it's probably you know biased. The point a little bit. and
1: click days. How old are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I got like you know got the end of the whole like pc stuff when i was younger i didn't have a console until jeez, till i was a little later on yeah right okay
0: i had a i had a copy of
2: zach mccracken and the alien mindbenders on, uh, on floppy disks <laughs> oh my god i had a um independence day game on floppy disk how was it uh really bad (laughs) (laughs) it came with like an independence day toy what was the toy of i can't remember some sort of no one of the weird aliens you know how like the aliens have that like big head thing um yeah you know kind of remember independence day so (laughs) um yeah um floppy disks huh
0: Yeah, well, that's, sometimes that happens. You have, uh, I've played a bunch of weird old games on, like, PC and stuff because sometimes that's just what you end up having.
2: Yeah. Like, from memory, there wasn't really, there wasn't really anything to do on it. Um, and, like, you had to decipher an alien language to power up a ship or something, and it was just a really shitty game. But, yeah. It was fun times.
0: Well, talking about uh, being a fan of Tim Schaefer, it's time for uh, our new segment, Answer That Tweet, because we got a question on Twitter.
2: Mm, and what is that question?
0: That question at uh, Rockhopper Games asks a beginner's guide related question for you. What other developers' work would you like to see presented as a curated
2: tour? Oh, uh, anyone want to start us off?
0: Well, I thought the the thing that I the what I'd really like to see is old versions of the like, character controller for Mario. I want to see the how it got developed from being Jumpman to Super Mario Bros. and also through Mario sixty four. Because yeah, the, cool. i I'd, I wish I could play versions of it that weren't done and then see what miyamoto was like okay well this has to be fixed and what he changed and how it changed
2: yeah sure sure sure
1: yeah yeah i was thinking um i'd quite like to see i, I don't play minecraft but i'd like to see what the process uh, uh, of notch basically coming up because that was i don't i don't really know but that was either just him or just him and a couple of mates or something I'd like I to. think at s- the
0: beginning it was just him.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see like how that evolved, how like fleshed out it was at the start.
0: Well, you could probably. That's something that could probably be built if you. Like, it could show you old versions of yeah. Minecraft, and, and I, I then do run wonder, like, through adding the new mechanics and the new stuff those at added.
1: Yeah, and there's the, there'd be like a almost like a wraparound story for that about you know, realising that you have, like, a massive hit on your hands. I do wonder, like, when he realised that.
0: That would be cool.
1: Yeah, neat. Um, I'd probably want to do...
2: I'd check it out the same way that Rare did their kind of, like, bundle collection. I'd want to do the whole id software stuff. Because um, I haven't really had a chance to check out their games when they were trying to make Mario clones for the PC. Um... And that shift where they kind of just decided to start making really satisfying uh, first-person shooters would be kind of interesting to see because it's such a radical change from doing, you know, say, like, Commander Keen and and all that kind of stuff and then into, like, you know, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. That'd be super neat.
3: Let's see. I want to... It'd be good to see
0: beginner's guide but it's about peter molyneux (laughs) i'd enjoy that
2: that would be good
0: it just shows you examples of like here's here's the thing it just shows you (laughs) clips of peter it has audio clips of peter molyneux claiming something and then you play the game
2: and you can't do it oh man that'd be great like (laughs) you have like it's part it's part um that little project that you worked on at uni where you had all the developers that as well so yeah that'd be super neat yeah so that's that's what i'd want to do and that's what you guys want to do i suppose yeah it's interesting it's because
0: like what can what could you learn from it what could you get out of something like that that was interactive it's not just like a documentary or something or video showing you the levels, of what how do you think that would affect it?
2: Um, I don't know. I think I'd just I'd really enjoy it just from a kind of like interest view, just seeing, you know, like it, being able to play like the the history of a video game company, you know. It's um just for just for pure enjoyment, uh, without even studying it, I think, you know, that would pique my interests. Um, haven't given it much thought after that.
0: I do a lot of director's commentaries on games. Mm. You don't see them a lot.
2: Yeah, true. Like the, the the Monkey Island on the iPads had that really nice like overlay that you could put on, and it was really fun to hear hear them all,
1: you know, talking yeah, about every was, section. Was a
0: good way to do it.
1: It is, it is interesting. You have sort of two tracks that you can take with this. You've got, like, the beginner's guide was, like, assumed to be a really sort of personal, like, a, a personally Hmm. reflective thing whereas like you could like joey what you're talking about is like a like a reflection of a company yeah Yeah, which is also quite interesting and about like the culture of the company i'd say if i'd go like an actual company what i'd like to see is probably one for bethesda yeah and seeing how they've evolved Mm. like from You know the early Elder Scrolls stuff to like Morrowind, where it sort of breaks through a bit, and then and then um Oblivion, where you know this stuff lands on the console, and seeing how these like RPG experiences like evolve in that way, and what that says about the company that makes them Mm. would be quite interesting.
2: Yeah, and like it also, I don't know, it's there's I guess it's a bit of you know zeitgeist in a sense that you kind of get to see. You know, how, like, the different uh, areas change and what, you know, people are into and how that really kind of reflects and changes the game and how different it makes it from the previous, you know, d- installments that they've been making as well, so.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But, like, I don't know, the the whole deal, I, I guess the beginner's guide, being something so personal makes... It made it feel a little bit uncomfortable. It was super voyeur. Like, there was a lot of voyeurism in it and I don't know yeah. how that made me felt. Um... But yeah, still, still cool.
3: Um,
0: Sly Cooper had a good director's commentary, even in the first game, which was weird because I had don't think I'd seen it before. But once you like you went through the level the first time to get the key or whatever, then you could go through it again. You know, to to collect all the bottles, and then you could go through it again to do the time trial, and if you got all of those, then you could go through it and it would have different... Um, mm. commentaries on every single level and it was good.
2: Cool. I never got a chance to play any of the Sly Cooper games. I remember them coming out, but I never ever picked them up.
0: I was way, way into them. Oh, really? I didn't think I anticipated a game. I don't think I've ever anticipated a game more than I anticipated oh, for real? Sly Cooper 2. <laughs> I was very, very
2: into it.
1: That's rad. <laughs> is a Sly Cooper movie being made? Or is... yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, is wow. that, does that get your Sly Cooper heart beating a bit faster? <laughs> not really. It's, yeah, no, it it's wouldn't. not.
0: It's kind of, it's kind of all over. Started two was good, three was okay, and then it's they kind of sold it off, and oh, yeah, now. Sure.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure by the time I got into console games, which was probably like 2007, 2008, it was gone. I don't think it was a thing at that stage.
2: Oh, the Sly Cooper series? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure.
1: I I think like around that time
2: I would have been, you know, what's since PlayStation 2, I would have been super into the Jack and Daxter series. Yeah, Jack and Daxter was good. Yeah, that and Final Fantasy X, like I, you know, completely adored those on the PlayStation 2. I love
0: I love 12. I'm excited that uh, apparently 12 is getting a remaster. I
2: I'd play. I thought it was a little loose, but I, you know, the, from what I played, I kind of really enjoyed the whole Sky Pirate stuff was really neat and, you know, the the theme was was really good as well. So I'd totally pick that up and play it as well. I think part of it for me is it was the first one that I played. Oh, really? Yeah, well that always has that always, you know, kind of you always got nostalgia for that like I the first one I ever played was 6 and that's always been my be all and end all for RPGs and um yeah I'll always go back to that unfortunately the remaster for that was was really shitty on um <laughs> the iOS Yeah
0: there's a lot of weird iOS ports of SNES games where there's like 3D graphics mm. or part 3D graphics and it's a
2: weird kind of uh I just, it just doesn't it, work together yeah, properly it just destroys the charm of what the old game was um you know they've destroyed the sprites in the new one and i, I don't know like the the new dragon the sorry the the, the dragon warrior or warrior or dragon um quest ports for the iOS they work really well um, they seem to use kind of like 3D models, but it's that 3D model with a really kind of strong pixel texture over it, um, mm-hmm. and it looks really good. But the way they did Final Fantasy VI was these just really kind of lame-looking 3D models that just aren't as good as the original um, textures. And I think that's probably another thing why I don't like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy VII, is, you know, they... they it was the first time that Square was using this kind of new three D software, and it didn't hit as much as it did with, you know, their stuff on the SNES.
0: Yeah, well, it was a big, it was a big upheaval. They techniques for like ten years had been refined until mm, exactly what you saw at the end of the SNES and then it all got turned on its head when
2: three D they stuff. moved
0: to mm. three D.
2: Had good times. All right, no, uh, so, no, yeah, go on. I was going to
1: say, like, you think that's, like, such a tricky balance to hit with remasters of, like, yeah. sort of classic games of working out how much is nostalgia and how much yeah. is good game design? and, yeah, and sure. And basically, uh, you know, applying that knowledge to work out what you can and can't change. Because, I mean... <laughs> i think
0: think for something like for something like dragon quest i wouldn't want the graphics to be changed
2: yeah well because that would
0: be part of what would be interesting to me by playing a game like that but i probably like i would maybe want it to be like less grindy or something if there's a lot of that in it i'd want that to be changed
2: yeah, sure. Like think part of the charm of it is, you know, Kira Toriyama's um artwork on it, you know, he's why change it when it's already looks, you know, really good and yeah. Well the uh
0: the Grim Fandango remaster was an interesting one recently. Mm-hmm. Because it it kept they up the textures, I think. Yeah, they did nice. they and they got so like HD versions of all the cinematics. But they added in they added in new control schemes and stuff. So they added in point and click which wasn't in the original.
2: Oh, cool. So no more like tank control ish. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And it and it worked it worked pretty well. Yeah, nice. So they yeah, because I don't think uh, many people enjoyed the tank controls, did they? No. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one way to do it. They up
0: the, the textures and they made it. They remastered it, it seemed like in a lot of the way that you'd remaster a movie or something. Yeah, cool.
2: And it worked well. Yeah, nice one. Cool, um, yeah, so uh, what have we all been playing?
0: I don't play video games anymore. Why's that? My doctor said I'm not
2: allowed. Uh, New Year resolution. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Star Wars Uprising, the free to
0: play. Oh Is you're still, still going. Yeah, it's it nice surprised one. me. It surprised me recently.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: So there's this there's this cantina that's kinda your world hub. You're always going off to different planets on missions and yep. stuff. But then after you finish a mission it'll always kick you back to it's kind of like just a non-combat location where there's uh, skill trainers and the dude that you get quests off, and it's where little other guys pop up to give you quests and stuff as well.
1: Yeah, just like the movies.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and at but I got to like I think I was reaching the end of the launch content. Oh, cool. Because they just recently brought up the new stuff up the level cap where I think it used to be 40. Yep. Um, and there's a whole bunch of tier two... There's a whole bunch of uh bounty hunter gear and stuff now.
2: Oh, sweet. Um. What level are you? I'm level 50-something. Right, so you really kind of shot past me. I think I only got up to, like, level 20, 25 or something. Yeah. Um, and then I had to I've delete been, it off my
0: phone. I've been... I've been playing that a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, not it's not got nothing else to do. It's... Like, cause you can just because it gives you you know a certain amount of here's your stuff to do each day. You can just yeah. do it and
2: then um, yeah, it's that game's sort of cool. really fun. I really enjoyed it uh, as free to play games go um, like foreign games with in app purchases. I think that's uh, it's a fantastic game. Like, you don't even need to buy any any you know anything off it and still have a fantastic time playing it. Yeah, I think if you bought stuff it would get it would get weird because the only real thing you can buy is
0: chances at the Yeah, the pit and that's just that's just not worth it. Yeah. And you get enough to oh to expand your inventories and stuff anyway. But the thing that surprised me was I'd gotten to the end of the launch content. So at the end you go to all these uh, imperial bases to they've got like vaults they're confiscating all the stuff from people entering in the system, they're, all the stuff confiscated from all the smugglers, they've got mm-hmm. locked up in these vaults, and they all had, they were they were pretty tough, they all had like bosses that worked in kind of interesting ways, there was one which was like two guys and like a general, and you had to kill the two guys first and then the general, and stuff like that and that led, they, raiding those Imperial bases allowed you to get some of the really kind of high quality awesome. gear stuff. You get the, you get the storm. I got some, I got stormtrooper helmet and some pants, <laughs> Cool, <laughs> but it's going <laughs> to take me a long time to be able to, uh, upgrade and. They're better I'll than all it. of my other stuff already, but it's got it takes more. it's going to take a lot more if I want to upgrade them further because I'll have to get more Stormtrooper armor yeah. and then break it down into the crystals. Yeah, so right. Upgrade it. Wow, what tier is it? Um, It's like the Stormtrooper stuff is like seven star. Uh, so I it's like it, the best one. Yeah, there was like nice. the best stuff in the launch and I think some of the probably seven star bounty hunter stuff is better now.
2: Oh man, I missed out. I should get back on that game. It's all...
0: The bounty hunter stuff is mostly... Like, the normal bounty hunter stuff is kind of... The kind of boring bounty hunter stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you get the really rare bounty hunter stuff, it's when Leia's disguised as a bounty hunter. Right, yeah. With the big kind of orange pointy face helmet. That's cool. Uh, But after you finish all of those big missions, it takes you back to... A hub, but it's all destroyed, and there's all stormtroopers in it.
2: Oh what! <laughs> awesome. And
0: then it's like oh oh, sh- oh shit, and then you fight all the stormtroopers, and then you know there's there's story stuff going on. There's definitely people. I I noticed this in uh Contest of Champions, the Marvel fighting game one yeah. as well. There's definitely people there who care about awesome doing doing a good story. But often you know they they've only they've only got these tiny little chances to try and get some in
2: yeah, so they, yeah. they they do a good job of it uh, such as if you can think of anything all right, well, like, I think it was just
0: ahead. I think it was just that moment, yeah, all right, cool like they managed to get that in they've got good descriptions for all the missions and stuff even even if most of the time it's really just okay now we have to have four missions on hoth it's like yeah. they come they come up with some they try their hardest to come up with a good explanation and every time it's a different one when you're always just doing four different four missions on a certain planet like this time you gotta get the uplinks yeah, this time you've got four chances to get in there and steal this stuff
2: yeah sure
1: yeah Well, I mean, like, but good on them for like putting out a licensed mobile game that's not, you know, a match for or some sort of pay-to-win card game. Like that sounds like surprisingly like really competent.
0: It's the the game. Yeah, it's one of the few that's got a game bit that's a real game, and it's not just a weird, weird Skinner box luck thing. I mean, this game obviously has that, but it also has a game part where you're running around and making choices instead of just waiting for get some kind of match three combo yeah, to be able to beat your
2: level the fact that you can avoid all that you know is super appealing
0: yeah it's 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 pretty good that's one uh, I also played Resident Evil Revelations 2 I've been playing some of that I played it I got it when I got my PS4, which probably a year or a bit more ago. Yeah. Uh, to play with my girlfriend, and I said that I wouldn't play with her without her, so I didn't because she was busy doing uni stuff. Yeah. And then she just finished, so I've had a chance to play uh more of it now, play more of the story mode because I'd been playing raid mode, some of that separately, which I think I probably. Maybe I shouldn't have it, like, because it, it, it is all the same monsters, and so I already... When, like, a new monster type pops up, it's not a big... Like, it's not surprising because they already know how they are all going to behave and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. But each... It's good. Each set, there's, like, two different sets of characters, and one of them is... Has all the guns, and the other one is pretty helpless. And they're they're mostly like pointing out. They can open chests and they can like point out where enemies are and stuff. Because they have this ability to. Uh, one of them has a flashlight, and one of them is just like a magical little girl <laughs> who can point at stuff.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: And you you see stuff in the environment, little glints, and that character can like point at it and then the camera zooms in and then it's like an item or something that you can pick up.
3: Yeah, cool. And
0: it's got uh, some ripoffs of the Chainsaw Guys from the other other Resident Evil games. Nice one. But this time, they've got (laughs) drills. (laughs) Because... Less scary. It has has to be a little bit different, but also exactly the same. (laughs) Like, the first time I was... You're walking around this town and I hear like a chainsaw sound and i'm like oh no it's the chainsaw guy but then you get there and it's one of your like friend npcs and he has a drill and he's like hi i've got a drill let me drill open this wall for you and so there's like certain doorways in the space that you have to drill through to get through them yeah cool um but then it only happens like one time i don't know if they think they're tricking you or not but you only manage to drill through one wall before, you know, the virus in him gets activated and he turns into a giant one-hit-kill drill man. my hand. Um, and it is scary. Yeah, nice <laughs> one. My girlfriend just screamed at the top of,
3: <laughs> top of her
0: lungs. It was just not used to it. That's pretty great. And I've also been playing Curses and Chaos, Lovely, I got a chance to
2: play that with you last week um, You
0: did, it was by Tribute Games who made Mercenary Kings and Wizorb <laughs> and it's got good uh, pixel art and it's a little fighty it's a fighty game yeah. where you fight a bunch of monsters that come in from either side of the screen in a kind of NES style weird brawler thing Yeah, it's really um, What's it on? Really pretty. It's on Steam and okay. on PS4 um, and Probably yeah, Xbox not too sure. as well I know that it's on. I know it's on Steam and PS4. Uh,
2: yeah, really cool. Um, I think we were talking about it. It's the only like problems that we have with it is it's a bit punishing when you know it's a it's a melee brawler, but um, you float a little bit into your enemies, and it takes you know multiple hits to to take down an enemy that's always walking towards you. Um, Yeah, like your punches are really slow and they bring you in place. So it's
0: uh, like it doesn't, it's not that fun to punch a dude. So what you guys are saying
1: is that you want it watered down to a more casual experience?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You make me (laughs) sick. I think that's definitely what, like, they're definitely going for a hard game. Yeah. Like this is more in the style of orb. Like Wizard and Curses and Chaos feel like a set, where Mercenary Kings feels like a separate thing, because they've got more similar art styles. Wizard definitely actually had less accurate graphics, I think. Yeah. But right. it was also insanely hard. Like I don't know how many levels there were, but I couldn't get past the second one. I don't. And I can't get past the second one in Curses and Chaos either. But I think in Curses and Chaos, part of it, like it could have been hard. Without yeah. it feeling kind of clunky and punishing yeah. mechanically.
2: Yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, but having said that, it's still a bunch of fun. The music's really cool. The little monsters and and art is really really nice. Um, I just would like a little bit more. Uh, I don't know it's weird. Substance behind a punch. Hmm. Like the, the got, yeah. Sorry. They've
0: got good sub weapons
2: as well. You get a whole bunch of yeah, you get right. like.
0: Enemies drop, like, cannons or ballistas and stuff and they like, a hail of arrows and they usually come from off-screen. So, depending on which way you're facing, it'll come from, like, behind you, like, you're pointing and, like, a cannon shot will come in from off-stage and stuff and that stuff is fun.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
1: That's cool. And
0: there is those items in, like, kind of in a secondary system, like, once you're not fighting in the stage... Any systems, any, know, any items you've already got you can buy uh, and any items that you have at the end of the level you have and you can combine your different sub-weapons and they level up into different things like uh I can't think of an example like a cannon and a something else no, a cannon and a bomb turn into, I forget I can't think of any, good, other than any of the examples a hey, one-up Well, eventually, they turn into a one-up. It's got this big map of all the different combinations and stuff. And so, I was like, oh, this is... I'll try and fill all this out. So, I'm matching my boomerangs and my hammers to get axes, and I'm matching axes with something else to level it up into, like lucky cats and then genies and then you need two genies and this is like a massive amount of resources because you have to buy all of the like level one items to be able to get it all the way up Mm. and two genies make uh, just a single one up and so it's like an hour or something of me grinding these items and it was really underwhelming at the end
2: (laughs) Fantastic. But if,
0: yeah, if they want to value a, if they, like, it's, I guess it's fine if they want to value a one-up so highly Mm -hmm. in this game, but, like, generally, they're not considered that important, and so it felt underwhelming. But there's other stuff, there's other pages of the kind of upgrade stuff to unlock, but I think I need to beat this. I can't. I need to beat the second stage because after that you get spells, but I haven't got those. Yeah, cool.
2: Nice one. Um, Max, what about you?
1: Well, as you guys know, we just got into December, which for me is Dungeon Samba. Oh, yeah, no, I've been hitting. I (laughs) realised that there's a bit of a pattern here. I've been hitting Witcher 3 pretty hard. Yep. Like I've ha- I've had it for quite a while. I mean, it came out like way earlier on this year, and I haven't really gotten into it. But I've sort of just like pushed my way back in to a like an old save today. Yeah. I mean, uh, probably about a week ago now. And um, yeah, I just I've been playing it so much. There's it's it's pretty like it's such a deep game as it is a wide game. Um, also yeah, cool. on my list is Skyrim, which I'd say is a wide game, but a fairly shallow one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like, a, f- a good example of how that manifests is The Witcher 3 has a loot system and a crafting system that, like, I'm constantly finding new um, types of swords, new uh, things like a new uh, manuscripts for, like, different armor um, different armor sets like all yeah, this sweet. stuff uh, yeah like just going back into skyrim like it's a beautiful world but I, i'm constantly finding the same like steel sword mm. and oh you can really get burnt out on that
2: yeah sure when there's just so much to do and you don't know what to do and where to go and what to yeah. do yeah
1: yeah and also i i'd argue that um finally in this trio of of fantasy games i've been playing dragon age inquisition mm-hmm. on the old on the old xbox and uh, you know like that's that's a very like competently like done game with a really interesting story and world yep. and, and its presentation is pretty much like um i can't really fault it however the the combat in that is just such a drag yeah sure yeah have you guys played it yeah what's what's it like it's a lot of um i don't know if you found this joey but i found that i'm a mage and i just tend to sort of stand there holding the right trigger and occasionally pressing a face button and hoping i don't die
2: it was kind of the same with I did like warrior classes. Um, I wanted to do, you know the whole reaver kind of stuff, but it was the same. It was just like one two three, one two three,
1: one two three. Yeah, yeah, you know. and it, it's a pity. Like the, those fights, like they they're great to watch. They look great.
0: So have you got like World of Warcraft style skills and cooldowns and stuff?
1: Yeah, basically it's basically a cooldown bar tied to the uh to the face buttons. Yeah. It's, and I mean, maybe I'm not getting into it the right way, but it's just, it's just not really doing it for me. It's
2: kind of monotonous, you know, like you play the whole game and you get some cool bosses and everything, but when you're just doing the same thing over and over again, yeah.
1: And where in The Witcher, when I'm fighting, I'm, you know, constantly making decisions about whether I should roll away, whether I should use a different sign, or whether I can pull out a bomb or a crossbow, mm. or yeah, cool. Not to mention all the pre-combat things of like, oh, I'm about to fight this monster. I'll look it up in the bestiary and I'll figure out it's it's a weak to this oil, so I'll apply that's, that to my sword. That's super neat. Yeah, and you sort of, and in the process of this, like. By trying to be better at the game you're reading through the bestiary like working out getting more about, this, yeah, more about this yeah more about this monster so they've yeah. essentially integrated the law into the gameplay in a way that's really yeah, compelling sweet. yeah
2: a really cool idea and really kind of uh sensible and uh oh, what's the word i'm looking for just a really nice way of doing it i suppose
1: yeah and in a way that I mean I know I'm not I'm just going through the systems that are set up there for me by the developer but it makes me feel smart like I'm doing research and then applying that knowledge in some ways which is like you you know I'm learning about a necrophage and now I'm you know I'll remember that next time I see one and yeah sure makes you feel like the
2: character too which is you know at the end of the day when RPGs supposed to be doing right you're playing someone else
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, and, I mean, well, that's, that's also quite a big difference between Witcher and the other two I mentioned, especially compared to Skyrim, which is a polar opposite, which yeah. is that in The Witcher you're playing a character that's set up for you, and you might decide which paths that character takes in terms of like, emotionally or uh, ethically, but they are still, cent- like, that central character. There's things about that character that you can't change. Yeah. Whereas I'm pretty sure you you start a new game of Skyrim and you can be essentially anyone you want. Yeah, sure. Which is great, but it also means that um that character it, that you become is more about what you put into the mechanics of that game rather which, than what that game gives you.
2: Which I think... There, yeah.
0: There's something like... Uh, like the choices that you make with your character in skyrim are going to affect the way you play and the way that you want to play and there's systems like in uh deus ex human revolution where you've got the set of skills there that like he's a set character but you're changing the way that he is going to deal with problems because of the way that you want to play
1: yeah, 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 and I, I is that what's happening in The Witcher? It is, it is, and yeah. I, 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 I mean, obviously, this is totally preference, but I, I really prefer that that more character-driven way, probably because I'm not a very big like role player, but um,
0: it's because you don't have your own personality.
1: Yeah, and I have, so I one. have no imagination, so I need one given to me. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that um. You know, a big Mass Effect fan, when Andromeda comes out, I'm hoping that they take a bit more of a cue from um from The Witcher Three and maybe give you sure. a bit more of a personality. I reckon wouldn't fans that, would write that, if they did that, but yeah.
2: Wouldn't that be cool, like a real kind of I don't know I've always felt like as much as I love the um Mass Effect games, I always felt like they're a little bit uh linear. I mean, you could go here and all these different planets, but it was still very much like a do this on this planet, and you can't really explore these kind of cool universes and,
1: and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of yeah, a lot of the um the sort of choices that Mass Effect sets up in on basically every level of that game, especially the early like the first yeah. two, are uh, you know illusions in a, in a lot of ways. Sure. Uh, yeah, which I mean isn't totally invalid. Like the appearance of choice is sometimes just as important. And for most people who only play through it once or twice, like that's just as important for them as, yeah, sure, as exactly. a really deep, like, meaningful choice sort of game. Um, yeah. apart from that, I've also been playing a of um halo 5 multiplayer cool. that's still quite entertaining that's quite competitive i had a really embarrassing thing though the other week where i i i often i often do like a lot of sort of you know if i'm sitting in front of the console by myself i might do a bit of trash talk you know yelling at people play <laughs> to objective or whatever what i didn't realize was that the um have i told this story yet no, I think so. Good. I, what I didn't realise was that the um, Connect actually automatically does voice chat for you. <laughs> excellent. So I've just been—I've been that guy that hops into games, mutes everybody else, and then yells at everyone, and then wonders why his team leaves so quickly. Uh, That's fantastic. Excellent. The player retention Whoa. rate on my team has gone up a lot more since I disabled that feature <laughs> on the Connect. <laughs> that's um, so but, good. But yeah, that, apart from that, that's basically it. Yeah, what about you, awesome. Joey?
2: Um, I haven't really been playing anything except for Elite Dangerous this uh, past week. Um, I got into that. Friend bought it for me. That there's a lot to do in that game, and uh, it's it's kind of daunting at first when you jump in. Um, the very start about pardon what's it about elite dangerous is a space simulator um Ah. you can do anything from uh exploring to piracy uh it just depends on how you want to make your money and what type of kind of ships that you want to like uh build and buy um I am at the moment, I'm just focusing on uh, bounty hunting. I pick in high intensity resource zones where other players will be going in um, collecting resources or other NPCs and stuff. And I go over there and sit in space for a little bit, scan people, see if they've got a bounty on their head and then start attacking them. When I get them, uh, when I destroy them, you get your money back and then rinse and repeat until you've got enough to buy a bigger and better ship are you a dude or are you a spaceship you're a guy in a spaceship so they've (laughs) paid a lot of attention to uh the cockpit inside so there's You can, you know, free look inside your cockpit. You can look to your left. Um, So you're mostly like a first person spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can get into a third person view. Um, Cool.
1: I love that Kevin thought this was the possibility that this was essentially Knight Rider in space, where you are (laughs) the spaceship.
0: (laughs) He was the spaceship. It was like your relationship with, like, there's a certain relationship between man and spaceship, <laughs> which in something like mass effect skews towards man. And yeah. in something like Eve online skews yeah. towards spaceship.
2: Um, it's, it's definitely yeah. more on the, uh, Eve online kind of, um, spectrum, but I, I think it's said it, it's wants to be more of a simulator. So, you know, you're the perspective of the pilot, not the, you know, third person ship view in yeah. say Eve. Um, but it's really nice what they've done is like to you know use any of your maps or anything like that you have to free look inside of your cockpit look to your left you and then navigate through your ship's computer um and stuff like that and then if you want to check like your you know your modules on your ship and what they're assigned to you look to the computer on your right and you mess around in that screen and um, is there a bunch of uh different buttons you can press to just do stuff on your ship uh, there's, you know, you can activate your hard points. You can boost. You can throttle up, throttle down. Um, is
0: the is the ideal setup for this game? Uh, like three monitors and a Steel
2: Battalion controller. Uh, <laughs> you're a Hordus warthog. Um, yeah, it would be, but I'm playing with one monitor and a mouse and keyboard. So, um, one day we'll get you a Battle Station. <laughs> I would very much like that. But um, yeah, I had a friend uh playing uh, and he was traveling like light years upon light years, like. Took him eight hours to travel somewhere, just exploring and discovering stars where you know your name is attached to them as soon as you find them, um, forever. And yeah, it's pretty cool. There's these little community events that happen as well. You know, everyone's mining resources to see if they can meet a quota. If the quota's met, and you. So space this isn't. Built.
1: This isn't like a single-player deal. This is no. A this totally... is this
2: is a multiplayer game. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's really fun. My only kind of. Uh, the only thing I don't really like, and it's it's a small issue, is just art design. I think the uh, the design of all the ships are kind of a little lame. Like I'm a massive fan of Battlestar Galactica, um, and I like the, those kind of ships, you know, the sleek fighter pilot, fi- fighter pilot kind of ships. But these are really boxy and square. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're really some of them are really disappointing to look at. But man, is it fun when you know you get into like a a dog fight with you know you've got a couple of friends in your wing and um, you know you're all, all three of you are just chasing down this massive ship and you end up blowing it up and earning like a hundred and fifty thousand credits that you can spend on stuff and yeah good times. That's awesome. Yeah, it's check it out. It's a fun game. Um, other than that, like I haven't really touched anything else apart from the game of the week.
1: Speaking of which. <laughs>
2: <laughs> This week we played Undertale,
0: which you can get on Steam, and it's a cute little Earthboundy, oh, so
2: Earthboundy uh, RPG game. Yeah, what do so you think? I haven't I I haven't played as much as it was, as as I wanted to play. I think you know I've only got a what couple hours maybe. Let's double, Let's check. I, I played five like, hours actually i think it's only about four hours long well i have played it for five hours maybe i was just like sat around in menu for a couple of hours and i went out wait
0: so. are you up to, where are you up to you up to snowden or
2: yeah that's where i'm up to snowden okay um but that was a cute name for a town. yeah um oh my god those skeleton brothers are the best <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, so they're pretty- good i love them so much there's, that's I think that's like one of this game's like massive perks is you know it's so Earthbound um it's just quirky it's cute um and has genuinely just made me chuckle a little bit albeit if the jokes are a little bit dumb.
0: Well, yeah, I think it pushes. I think it pushes the Earth like the kind of wacky stuff that was in Earthbound more than Earthbound did because yep. Earthbound still has you you like you're just beating dudes up. Sometimes, like, the attack message for an enemy will just be, like, a silly joke. But in this, it's all jokes, and every yeah. time you talk to someone, it's also a joke. Like <laughs> that bastard Jerry. At this point, we have been kind of trained to... Like, because you get a lot of RPGs where there's towns full of people that you can talk to, but there's just no point.
2: Yeah, sure. Because and they don't have anything interesting to say. You don't even like. There's no. You don't have to fight in it either. Like, there's no point in buying like item or item or yeah, you know, items or gear. Sorry. Um, it it's really strange, but kind of it's fun. Well, items can be useful
0: because sometimes you'll get hit. That's true. And you'll want you'll want to like armor as well because that will up your defense because you're still yeah
2: you're still worried about getting hit by stuff. Did you come across that door that uh, you can't open? Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what's in there. It really? I think I me. know where to get the key. I think I'm I'm up to I'm about
0: four or five hours in, and I think I'm on the uh, kind of ascent to the final boss
2: yeah cool where,
0: you know that 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 stage in the rpg where you start coming across like the elite versions of the very first enemies that yeah, you fight. does it
1: does it maintain that sort of comedic pace all the way through or does that wear thin because i didn't i only got a couple of hours in
0: mm. i think it. i think it, yeah i think it keeps it up there's definitely there's some kind of weird and past Snowden, you get some like cute stuff you get some kind of weird creepy stuff you get uh this boss character who is really really good
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and you fight him a whole bunch of different times a whole bunch of different ways yeah Yeah. i think it i think keeps it up and then it helps you know it helps being uh it's able to call back on earlier stuff the further you get in as well. Sweet. Like the boss, like with Froggit, because when you're fighting Froggit at the start, if you don't want to fight him, then you like compliment him and he doesn't understand, but he <laughs> likes it anyway and that's how you beat him. But at the end, you get Final Froggit who's like all ornate and he's got a crown <laughs> and you have the same set of actions so you, you compliment him and it says, Final Froggit understood you perfectly. <laughs> That's pretty great, and you have to like you have to point out like that there's still mysteries in the universe to be
2: solved. Yeah, sure.
0: And he goes off to do it.
2: Oh, that's great. Um, I really enjoyed. There's like a a little like dog mini boss where you you have to roll around in the dirt and not tell him and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. There's there's a cute one later where uh, there's um
0: there's a dog who. He he's like a giant knight, but he doesn't understand it. He just thinks he's a dog. He <laughs> thinks he's, he just thinks he's playing. So we've got to tire him out and give him pats and stuff while he's swinging his giant sword around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sweet. That's pretty great.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. got to say my my experience of Earthbound has been fighting Ness in what <sighs> like Super Smash Bros. Brawl.
2: Yeah. That's basically all Earthbound was,
1: you know, you fight Ness the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Remember. Lucas was the other one. Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know, and anything before like the Xbox 360, PS3 era, I haven't heard of, except for right. that. Um. Yeah. One one demo for a Spider-Man game on the PC. I had. That <laughs> I played over and over. That's the only game prior to then. So this game was sort of. I don't know. I don't really know what it's referencing.
2: It's yeah, funny, okay, sure.
1: but I couldn't, like, I don't know. I didn't find the the gameplay to be super compelling.
2: Right, but, the, I... the,
1: yeah, for the couple of hours I played, the jokes were basically what was keeping me going and the sort yeah. of, like, meeting the new, like, monsters and seeing, you, yeah. know, you know, what just what sort of, like, I don't, I don't know, the ways that they're... I like the ways that different monsters, like uh personality and quirks, mm. would manifest in that small amount of like twitch gameplay that exists in there. Like, yeah, I think sure. that I
0: think that I think the kind of active dodging part was a really important part of it because without that, that it mostly wouldn't be like it wouldn't be game or like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a challenge. It would just
1: be yeah. It'd be going you... around and talking to people, and yeah, the
0: f- and, and yeah, similar with the enemies because the first time, like the first time you meet them, it's kind of a puzzle to figure out mm. what yeah. you've got to do. Yeah, sure. But then a post part that yeah. apart from that,
1: but I, I I really kind of... liked the they had like the dogs that couldn't that could only see things that were moving, so you would just keep <laughs> your cursor still, yeah. and it would just look past them. All the uh, he or was the great. Yeah, the bug dude that just likes being by himself. So after <laughs> yeah. you defeat the other guy, he's just in the box dancing and you don't even have to dodge him.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so great. It's good. They they mix it up with the uh, bosses later on as well. You kind of have instead of just moving around, you have stuff where you're doing platforming, or oh cool, you're doing like dance, dance revolution kind of tapping the sides as markers come past, and uh, one where you kind of you're switching between tracks, like you're uh, like on the Guitar Hero track or something, moving up and down. Yeah, sweet. So they managed to they managed to keep it interesting as you go through. Like, I don't think it's great that it has um, random encounters, but they seem to be so low that, Mm. you know, going through an area, I only have like two fights and they're with different enemies and so that's fine. fine. I guess they kind of have to be there for you to... Well, well, there could be a different way to do it, but... You have to be able to go back and do more fights if you want to grind uh,
2: money for items and stuff. Yeah, sure. How like uh, how expensive does the, do things get? Does it kind of like level out just if you play normally, or do you really have to grind? Um, you might have to. There's
0: a part in the game where if there's there's a boss where I uh spent all my money when <laughs> I didn't right. have to. Okay. And so I had like, I had like 800 and then there's like armor and stuff, which costs 500. So I guess that there, there, there definitely is, it would depend how good you are at the, at the dodging stuff, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. But there definitely is a chance for you to, uh, yeah, for you to be able to grind if you're having trouble. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. So like, did anyone ever kill anyone or ever like hit anyone? I
2: anyone? I think I've maybe killed about three dudes, and then I was like, nah, I want to like play this more passively because it's a little bit more interesting.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, it's it's interesting that that's that that option is there because it obviously it's obviously pretty hard on pushing you to not do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I think I touched the actual combat thing only a couple of times, just to weaken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I tried
0: to hit dudes a couple of times, um, but I think I just missed every time. So I was like, okay. (laughs) But there's like, what was that? I didn't. I didn't ever understand what that weird, like, glitchy eye thing for the attacks was.
2: So you, like, your criticals, I, I think, is you know right in the middle where the you know the green is um, the ones outside is a normal and then the ones outside of that are um, I guess uh, just again standard attacks and if you if it goes all the way and you don't hit any of them you miss yeah I figured it would be something like that that's all it is I thought that was um, you know I I picked up that you know from the beginning but it's way more interesting figuring out what the, the the monster's quirks are and how you can you know get that little gold relationship with them and then you know show them mercy yeah because yeah. that's what's uh that's what's different and you get all their dialogue and everything and it's, it's cute
1: yeah after after playing all these um more sort of i guess you go quote-unquote modern sort of rpgs this yeah. week like i i kind of wish that they had like always have like a pacifist option or at least let me try it sure. even if it's just run away I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, you know, fear spells or yeah, you know, pacify. Fallout. Fallout's got and then Fallout's
2: you know explored a bit of that. If you're high enough in your charisma, you can intimidate people that are lower level than you and command them to do things. So, oh, um, yeah. that's not, and animals as well. You know, so like I always appreciated that. We had a lecturer at university or a course head rather that played Skyrim entirely as Jesus wouldn't fight anyone um and <laughs> would walk rather than fast travel and everything like that, so it's always, you know, super neat to do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good to be able to give to be able to have the option.
1: You know what I think is most interesting about this game? And it's yeah. I like I liked the game. I thought it was fine, but I it's not going to go into, you know, my top 10 of all time if I had sure. that. Is it, it's currently on the Metacritic for PC. It's sitting at um, number 17. Right. You now, it's quite high. It's number 14 in the uh, top selling right now on Steam. Now, Metacritic, it's sitting above Minecraft, GTA oh. 3, World of Warcraft. I mean, this this game like hit like really big like people yeah, sure. love this game uh, is there something i'm missing
2: i think it is partially you know, like nostalgia it really does hit the notes of you know old school you know rpgs but also it has that kind of weird refreshing twist on it where you don't have to fight and it's just dumb jokes that make yeah. you smile
1: yeah right yeah, okay well, i
2: think it's i think yeah they get it, it's got it's gotten
0: people to give it a go because of that because of the kind of pacifism ability as, like, a hook. Mm. But then it's built lots of people in with the characters and the yeah. jokes.
1: Yeah. It is a very charismatic game.
0: Yeah, for real. I don't know. Like, do you think... I can't think of an example. Has there been something that's been like this that's uh, got a lot of attention?
2: Not that I, do I can you think mean? of... Off the top of my head, anyway.
3: Hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Um, The art at the beginning is pretty rough, but definitely proves over time. It feels like, you know, it feels like it was probably a multi-year project by one person, and you can see over the course of the game that they learn a lot about how to you know do better environments and do better enemy portraits and stuff because later on like past the halfway mark most of them are animated and have like fun little bouncing awesome. mode 7 like arms and stuff ah, cool. I but the early ones are all
2: static as in like the the enemy portraits or sprites yeah
0: so like when you go into a, when you go into a fight and there's a frog out there yeah later on they later on they get a lot more animated yeah lovely and it feels a lot more alive
2: yeah that's that's definitely one thing i noticed in the beginning as well and like you know it's character sprite a little bit rough the world was a little bit rough but it still has its charms like there's still some really nice, like from what i've experienced there's some really nice like perspective that he's been able to draw and and you know it it, it kind of lends itself to the to the whole game and in a like really minimalist kind of way. Yeah, well, that's very. That's where that's where stuff like that's where Earthbound kind
0: of started, and Mother Three ended up having a similar style yeah. where it's very like the environment has a lot of flat colors and simple. Yeah, and I think it's really successful like yeah, that sure. as an art style, not just uh, as an art style in general, not just. In
2: Undertale yeah sure nice one so do we have any um what's the plan for next week with our, our games what are we I are we planning
0: am for? going to choose and I choose a new thing which I think is maybe uh, a um collaboration between I worked on Stanley Parable and Justin Roiland who the voice of Rick and Morty lovely okay because he's been like <laughs> Justin Roiland's been on like a, a trip of like looking for people to make VR games with him really because <laughs> apparently he's got like reams and reams of these like <laughs> ideas that he wants to make into <laughs> VR games oh that's fantastic uh, I've played I'm, this is just like a 20 minute it's a free game it's called uh, Dr. Langaskov the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, A Whirlwind Heist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, it's 20 minutes, it's free. It, uh, obviously, when you, it's got some uh, real twists in it and some real like high concept stuff going on. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil any of it now. It's a It's a real treat i played about half of it before. Awesome. It's good. You're going to love it.
2: Fantastic. It's got,
0: a lot of, awesome. it's got a lot of detail in it.
2: All right. Let's... And
0: a very
2: high concept idea. Fantastic. Nice one. All right. Well, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, did we have a... Before we sign off, did we have a... Uh, I guess a list of generated game names we can... I'll get one right
0: now see if I can get the same generator cause that one was the best one alright cause you get stuff like you get stuff like that normal video game name generator which often produces amusing names but they're yep. not they're not as good they're funny in a different way because they're uh they're f- they're like funny on purpose alright last time we had action today we were gonna do uh no, we'll do Simulation. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we've got some good ones <laughs> I can
2: see already. Okay.
0: We've got some randomly generated names for video games. We are going to take a bit of time and then pitch some of them to you. The titles are Disaster Typhoon, Family Assassin... Mutants of Universes, Monsters of Challenges, Designers and Galaxy, Demolition and Stars, Truckfront, Starworks, Flightline, and Jetmania. I love it.
2: Alright, boys and girls, we're back. Um, We have taken some time and we've thought about our video games. Uh, I have chosen Demolition and Stars. It's a one-part uh, SimCity, two-part uh, Evolve game where we play as a demolition crew destroying planets that are filled with like, little <laughs> beings and everything. And the more complaints and more destruction you get, the uh, better of a job you do the more lives that you ruin in the universe to just put up big superstructures of like space parking and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the hyperspace uh, highways. highways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's that's my one. You get more points for the more uh, sorrow and anger that you generate within the the (laughs) beings of the planet that you just destroy.
0: Other than that, that's about it. Alright, my game's Family Assassin It's a Facebook game (laughs) It's a high concept Facebook game Uh, You add your family on Facebook And then uh, you have to assassinate them in real life I love it you You get points, I guess but really, it's uh, it's made by the police as a kind of way to try and trap criminals.
2: <laughs> kind of like the way that uh, the speeding uh, commission did, like a a little game where it made it increasingly harder to speed and drive. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah, one. Fam-
0: family Assassin pushes you to the point <laughs> of uh, where you're about to murder your family, and then it goes whoa. whoa, whoa. Hold on a second.
1: That's illegal. Don't
0: don't, don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
2: Perfect.
1: Well, look, I'm thinking about a year from now. It's the VGAs. Right. <laughs> They're opening up the letter for best game. And it's Truck Front. Best of the game of the year. Best game of the century. Game of the century. (laughs)
0: Game of the century.
1: (laughs) We are the authority to declare this. It's Truck Front. It's a, um, it looks, sounds, and is advertised like a uh, construction yard simulator. Right. But then you load it up, and it's actually about getting combos and doing sick tricks on your truck. <laughs> um, it. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like skate or Tony Hawk, except <laughs> you're in a dump truck that's very large.
0: It's <laughs> do, doing unfeasible real
2: world tricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you trick out your truck and give it, you know, sweet, you know, trays and new wheels yeah. and, and paint all that kind lightning of stuff.
1: down the sides? Yeah, yeah, nice. There's all these construction workers standing around, going cheering and stuff.
2: How how could you how could you go wrong with a game like Truck Front? Um,
1: you can't. A, a lot of a lot of ways.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one! All right, guys. Um, so next week we'll have some more uh, fun things to talk about, some fun new video game projects, and I will be teaching you all how to make the absolute best sublime souffle that you'll ever uh, eat in Ooh, your entire life what a
0: treat there we go if you want to ask us questions you can send them to us on twitter at sky pirate studio or you can email them to podcastaways at studios.com.
1: yeah especially if they're about next week's game or this week's game or this week's. yeah
0: Always, yeah. We're always happy to hear what you say and we'll
2: discuss it some more. Yeah, that's good. Those are all, right, and all the things we need to say. If you have also, any questions on any I'm of the still projects, on a Star Wars yeah. Game. If you have any questions uh, about anything that Kevin and I are working on, give us a yell. Um, we'll again, we'll have some stuff out there really soon for you guys to use your peepers on and support us. Um, yeah, some fun, cool video games that we're working on that'll be out. Um, in a Apple store near you.
0: Excellent. Thank you very
2: much for listening
0: and have a great week.
2: Enjoy. See ya.
1: Idea for a segment. Will it float?
2: I like it. (laughs)